0: Thanks very much for tuning in. We've done it. We've got through the regular season. It is time for the wildcard preview. Flew by. It did fly by. Um, but look, thanks to you, those of you who tuned in from day one. Thanks to those of you that tune in every now and again. Thanks to, of those, to those of you who maybe just tune in for the first time. Um, it genuinely welcome in
1: an awful sit lot. back you joined at yeah, the perfect yeah. time just as the season's about to end you won't be subjected to us
0: just just as soon as the season's about to to get to the, the precipice and look it's probably a good week to tune in because Philly aren't playing so we can't kind of spout our uh, vitriol and rhetoric um i think we're going to risk it all party. and we're going
1: to go Sweet. full full homers though going forward we're gonna and and
0: you can't not back them can you can't not, you can't not. not back your side
1: we uh, just take
0: it with a pinch of salt as a listener and we will own the um, take obviously if Philly don't make
1: it all, all the way but uh, they won't they will, they what's, will this we, what's this
0: what's, what's this we business if, if I give a bad take I, I, I scrap it I forget about it and move on no
1: you know, I I hold myself accountable for the, the public
0: Statute of Limitations, unfortunately, is Tuesday to Monday, and we record every Tuesday, so by the time Tuesday rolls around, it's long forgotten about. Um, yeah, look, I suppose we might just quickly, basically just kind of give an intro to the fans. We are pulling an audible. Um, it's playoff time, you got to play off the, off the cuff, you've got to play a bit risky, nice. so we're scrapping. Scrapping the standard protocol, because there's nothing regular about this season. So, we will go through the week 18 results. We'll have a little bit of a discussion about week 18. And then we're just going to go straight to it. Wildcard round, previews. So, it wouldn't be a kind of recap without a quick Sasquatch stat. So, my stat this week, valiantly eliminated the Detroit Lions are the first team in NFL history to score 20 plus points. While throwing zero interceptions in nine straight regular season games. Their improvement down the stretch has been phenomenal and they've kind of they've ended the season on a high note. I think Dan Campbell probably went into the season. Maybe his job was under scrutiny. He's more than cemented his position. I think they're in a the perfect position to to push forward next season. But look, without much further ado, And that was an absolute spite when they knew they couldn't qualify. It's cold. They're like, nah, don't care. Brilliant. It's it's good to know that divisional rivalries still count. Beautiful stuff. But uh, I suppose the week 18 results just to quickly fly through them. So we two games on Saturday. Kansas overcame the Raiders, 21 points to 13. In the Battle of the AFC South, the, the Prince that was promised, Trevor, delivered. Jacksonville victorious, 20 points to 16. Tampa fell down to the, the Falcons, 30 points to 17. Buffalo overcame New England, 25 points to 23. The Vikings... Gifted the Bears the number one draft pick, twenty nine points to thirteen. Baltimore lost out to the Cincy Bengals, twenty seven points to sixteen. One of the b- most bizarre results: the Texans actually won a game, and I suppose relinquished the number one draft pick. Victoria's thirty two points, thirty one over the Colts. In a, a drab affair, the Dolphins overcame the Jets, eleven points to six. I'm going to stick a pin in that result for now and I'll come back to it. Um, Carolina overcame the Saints 10 points to 7. Cleveland unstuck against the Pittsburgh Steelers 28 points to 14. The Chargers, having played their starters, ultimately came undone against the Broncos 31 points to 28. Not good heading into the playoffs. Philly got the job done against the Giants 22 points to 16. The Rams fell at the final time of asking to the to the Seahawks. 19 points to 16. San Francisco ended Cliffs Kingsbury's tenure with a whimper. 38 points to 13. The Cowboys oh. dropped an absolute bomb. Losing by 20 points. With the starters in. Six. Not,
1: good, not good vibes.
0: I don't know what's the worse look: The Chargers result or the Cowboys result. We we'll get to it. Uh, the commanders obviously twenty six points to six, and finally, as discussed, the Lions overcame the Green Bay Packers to end their um, playoff chances twenty points to sixteen. The reason I want to just come back to the Jets Dolphins game: there was a punter who had backed the Dolphins to win nine points to six, and got tremendous odds in it. And obviously, for anyone that watched that game, will know that game ended on a safety. <laughs> uh, on a lateral, so a, a botched lateral resulted in a safety, and it, it finished eleven points to six. So God rest his soul. Um, do we? Do we know we get, this punter? No, I I don't know him. It we just went viral no. on kind of that is that is social media challenge. That is oh
1: dreadful.
0: I I don't know if you could sleep for a week. Um, but before we get to the. The Wildcard Weekend previews and stuff like that. I think it's the Wildcard Super Weekend, um, whatever it's referred to as. Now, any talking points from Week 18 and from the sides that we won't be seeing any more of until September?
1: I suppose to avoid going on about it and just to look ahead to the Wildcard Weekend, just to keep it short, we'll just um, do a quick roundup of what is commonly referred to as, colloquially referred to as Black Monday um, we saw the Arizona Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, fired. The Cardinals general manager, Steve Kine was relieved of his duties to focus on health. So that's um, going to be a, a, a whole new era in Arizona. Encouraging, but you know they're going to have to put up with their lumps just for a couple of years. Um, yeah. but it'll be interesting to see how they go on years going forward. Uh, the Houston Texans fired their head coach, Lovie Smith. Again, that'll be an interesting vacancy given that they have the second and twelfth overall pick. And if they can attract that star head coach to that job. Uh, some minor transactions then. The Atlanta Falcons uh, defensive co- coordinator Dean Peace has retired. Um, the Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator Joe Woods was fired. And the Titans offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, was fired. That's music to the ears of Titans fans. Um, just a quick recap then. The five head coach vacancies now stand at Denver Broncos after firing Nathaniel Hackett, the Colts after firing Frank Reich, uh, the Panthers after firing Matt Rule, and then Cliff King-Bri- Kingsbury and Lovie Smiths. So, five so, and, vacancies...
0: And was Jeff Saturday just an interim head coach? Was he? I
1: I think he was hired under the title interim coach. Now, well, look, Jim says he's a bit of a loose cannon. I I couldn't I wouldn't rule that out that he is retained, but he hasn't had a good tenure. I think he would catch even more flak. But then again, he's this stubborn now that this old generation. I could see him, you know, just trying to to um, spite everybody in. And keeping them there, but I, I, I think they'd be foolish to just to roll on, without at least interviewing the, the other candidates. Yeah,
0: fair, um, I suppose of those options, they're all attractive on paper, but there's always there's something more. You know, if you if you just look at it in terms of personnel, what's there, they're like they're attractive, but they're not attractive that makes sense so the Texans look you've got you've got an, an absolute opportunity to come in there and reboot re- a franchise in what's not the most difficult division like I mean yes. the Jags won yep. <coughs> this year but a lot of other divisions they wouldn't Um, but ultimately for me the McNairs are a horrible ownership group so I'd avoid they've never been competitive really I know they've had a few playoff appearances led largely by J.J. Watt and De'Andre Hopkins. And, and, I mean, they even made the playoffs with Matt Schwab, a quarterback. Um,
1: I think McNair, Cal McNair, I think his reputation is something of um, ineptitude. It's not um, Dan Snyder level of... of.
0: I, uh, I would have issue with that comment. I think he's every bit as bad there. as Schneider. I just think the issue is it's a newer franchise... Uh, as opposed to the commanders, the commanders operate in the. I infamous. know with
1: his father, Bob McNair, had um, a bit of a reputation, particularly when it came to racial backgrounds of his players. Exactly. Um, now look, yeah. apples generally don't fall too far from trees. Um,
0: and but of course, I don't know if that is the case. To use a, a colloquial expression and confuse the life out of our American listenership, kiki cow. Kicky um, Calf. Um the Colts against Jim Say and look while the roster isn't bad, it's a quarterback short.
1: I, I think his, um his... we'll see a defensive minded coach go to the mm. Colts. Um there's little to work within the offense. Um I think I think We'll see a defensive coach and they'll try to, to nurture and build an offense with a, a creative offensive coordinator play caller. Um, but I think we'll uh, see I, what are the defensive I
0: coordinators think, or a defensive I think run heavy. Yeah, run heavy would be a good move. Um, yeah. The Broncos, I mean, on paper, it's the best roster available. Uh, a front, lot of uh, Sean Johnson. Payton.
1: projections there or yeah. estimates I mean ultimately he he land
0: the job is it's a new ownership group so we don't actually know what they are and its it seems to be as the season has gone off and the, the rhetoric and the reporting has come out it's its that Russell Wilson is actually a problem he's a huge problem personality wise so it's, it's someone who can go in and can manage him because look ultimately the talent is still there it's, it's not what it was but there's still enough intellect and talent there for him to just run an offense um, which is what he has to do which is what he hasn't done so I mean for the, for a mature experienced coach it's not a bad fit uh, Carolina I think just cap wise it's, it's a nightmare you have to shift off a number of quarterbacks it's probably going to be a lot of
1: yeah it's the, the lack of quarterback uncertainty now they do have a a promising defense with Pretty good pieces on it. Um,
0: Look, we we've a few times. There is there is talent throughout that roster. It's just
1: there is. I know we had higher hopes for them at the start of the season. Um,
0: yeah, and even then, midway through, I thought you know, maybe they could do it. Um, I also think that division is going to be Sans Tom Brady uh, in some way, shape, or form at, at season's end. So that,
1: that seems likely at you know, this stage. Yeah,
0: winnable. Um, so that could be attractive to a head coach. Um, and
1: Arizona yeah uh, less less attractive
0: I actually think it's quite an attractive job for me it's not cuz i'm not sold on kyler murray not on talent but on kind of personality traits and stuff like that. that that's that's the issue for me but i think roster-wise, it's not a bad roster
1: it's not a bad yeah. roster but it's an older roster um mm, it's an older roster the big wells are they're one of the least affluent ownership groups in the NFL so they're kind of regarded as being a bit uh, more frugal um, We um, obviously Kyler your franchise quarterback has just suffered a very significant ACL injury so mm-hmm. he's not even going to be available to practice and train over the offseason so mm-hmm. the new coach that's coming in is going to be severely limited with the time that they have with the franchise quarterback an issue and a drawback to attracting coaches. Um, also as you said with um, with Russell, there seems to be ego problems with Kyler Murray. We saw mm. like it made every headline that there was homework clauses included in his contract before being taken out. Um, mm. Apparently there are also reports that and um, Kyler Murray will have an input into the next head coach that's hired, which is wacky. I, like not mm-hmm. many players are afforded that sort of input. And I don't know why Kyler is. Um, but anyway, it's it's something to watch. I don't think it's a particularly attractive job. Um, just the roster, the way it is. I, good pieces, absolutely. I'm not denying that or disputing mm-hmm. what she said, but getting older, um. And
0: now a GM needs to be brought in to, to rebuild. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I suppose, look, yeah, look, I, th- I think we're in agreement. They're all interesting positions. I'm not sure if they're necessarily attractive positions. Yes. There's
1: some challenges in there.
0: And look, ultimately, it's five of 32 available jobs in the world, not just the country of America. So yeah. someone's going to take them. Yes. But... Buyer beware,
1: but five, five—it's a—it's also a small amount of vacancies as well. It's, mm. it's, yeah. There, there is plenty of candidates out there. Um, a lot of hot names: D'Amico, Ryan's, the the two coordinators for Philly, uh, Jonathan Gannon, Shane Steik and obviously Jim Harbaugh. Um, mm. there are going to be a lot of fish biting on those hooks.
0: Um fair. But well, I think without much further ado, I think we'll move on Let's go. to the wildcard previews. Yeah. Um I suppose opening the, the 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 round uh Saturday after evening, half nine Irish time, Levi's Stadium. NFC West matchup. The Seahawks make the arduous trip to San Francisco and Levi Stadium. The 49ers open up as ten point favourites. It's hard, hard to argue against that. Um, ultimately, sometimes I think since we've extended extended the playoffs, I've kind of oft found that the seventh team in kind of feels a bit like would we miss them if they weren't there. And while it was fantastic for Seattle to prove that it was wrong and make the playoffs, I think ultimately this is a it's a bridge too far. I mean,
1: you there's don't a lot it. more about. A lot of people regard it as the stepping stone to an eighth playoff wildcard spot. What do you think about it? you're mm. obviously not on are you on board with that?
0: No. Um so I think for me what's what's fantastic about the NFL and I I'll compare it to American sports and global sports, but what's fantastic about the NFL is urgency. And and now it's gone to eighteen games, it was seventeen. Sorry, so it was 16, set over 17 weeks. Yes. Now 17 games in 18 weeks. And even at 18, it feels like every game matters. And that sense of urgency is, is lost in kind of stuff like baseball, where you have 1,000 games a season. And the NBA, we have Hyperbole. 82 games a season.
1: Hmm? Hyperbole. Just uh, for Hyperbole. our non-baseball fans who might be amazed at that statistic you threw in,
0: yeah, no, it is. It's it, it's not an actual number. Uh, what is the actual number? Hundred.
1: Yeah, well, each team plays. I think it's about one hundred and sixty-eight games.
0: Yeah, so there's there's an expression in baseball, um, of the dog days of summer, in which is kind of two or three months where if you don't pay much attention, no one's gonna really be angry at you, and then you've kind of best of seven series in the playoffs in both, both, both sports, and it just, I think six was for me was perfect seven i'm not sure now maybe in other years the quality will be up there and all seven sides will be decent i just think of the first two seasons like with the steelers bounced um last season i just think the seahawks might be something similar like they've done fantastic they'll be scrappy they'll fight but i think ultimately i think that seahawks side is just too strong um But look, don't take it away from Seahawks fans. They've had a fantastic season. They've unearthed some gems. Like, I mean, um, Walker has been arguably the pick of the the draft last season. I think he's been phenomenal all all the way through. Um,
1: Tariq Wollin.
0: Tariq Woolen, is he out injured? He certainly ankle, suffered
1: yeah. an injury I don't know what his designation now is roll,
0: he rolled his, roll his ankle uh, very kind of and actually a basketball style injury he stood on someone else's foot and rolled his yeah. ankle so um, yeah look and look obviously comeback player of the year probably has to be Gino Smith so
1: yeah I think um, I do think he sort of faded he had two thirds two really good thirds of a season but I mean Almost definitely the biggest surprise of the year.
0: And then he had he had arguably the most epic quote of the season, and then didn't live up to it after that. They wrote me off. I didn't write back though. And then it was pretty much a, not a dumpster fire. That's an exaggeration, but he wasn't. He wasn't up to scratch thereafter. But uh, yeah, no look, uh, brilliant season for the Seahawks. Because they, they are look regardless of what you think and I think they will roll with Chino for another season but I do think it's kind of a soft rebuild as opposed to completing Woolen
1: Wolin came back in the game after that injury so
0: he should, oh, be, fair. should be playing. Fair. Yeah look I think 49ers given the talent at their disposal an astute if not look at the end of the day Brock Purdy is a rookie quarterback Mr. Irrelevant so they say It is his first playoff game he could absolutely choke in the big moment we just don't know that there's a reason why he wasn't deemed draftable um
1: i think that's um i think that's san Fran's biggest weakness is brock mm. purdy in the playoffs um i think the mindsets of quarterbacks change in in the playoffs obviously in the regular season a loss this week can be made up for a couple of wins the next couple of weeks Quarterbacks become more conservative in the playoffs. Mm. We've seen some fantastic quarterbacks in their rookie seasons or in their playoff debuts, just absolutely shit the bed and and go one and done. Now Brock Purdy is get weird vibe weird vibes off that man quarterback three, and he looks like a starter in the league. So it's yeah. it's hard to be um, the- to match him up against the one these. Thing,
0: the one thing that could bode well for San Francisco, yet to be confirmed, but still a few days out, but there's a possibility that Jimmy returns. Um, they'll probably still start Brock Purdy. Yeah, I don't know what you... He's close enough to fitness. He's close enough to fitness if Brock Purdy does look a little bit yeah. overawed. You can roll Jimmy out. Um, and as well, Eli- Elijah Mitchell is also back. So that backcourt tandem of McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell is, is, a, is a daunting prospect. Now
1: it's um, a it's
0: a nine a and a half point spread, though. Yeah, uh, well, I have ten. Um, if maybe my source rounds up, but uh, no, I
1: actually I had ten points just half an hour ago. So it's 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 obviously it's been bet on as we okay. speak. Um,
0: yeah, look, and I, and I agree with that. I would back the Forty Nine ers to win, but the Seahawks cover the spread.
1: It's um, it's a lot of points in a divisional rematch. Playoff game. Playoff game. Like I said, quarterbacks get conservative. I I just think Gino is going to have a bit of a fairy tale ending. I don't think he'll go the whole way. But I think he'll go in the blazing glory. If he doesn't win, he'll certainly finish within 10 points. At least I I think so. I do think the 49ers yeah. will win. It's hard to argue against that. If the Seahawks win, it'll be because Brock Purdy lost his cool. The next Um, game on the slate is um, the L.A. Chargers traveling to Jacksonville. The Chargers are one-point favorites. Um, We've got Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence, both making their playoff debut. So it's hard to give anybody an edge there. Um, and then if you look at the coaches, Brandon Staley making his playoff debut and Doug Peterson, who is um, he certainly got the playoff experience as old Dougie. Um, of course, Chargers coming off just a weird decision by Brandon Staley. I think he was really, he was lauded as a, a coaching savant last year, particularly going being hyper-aggressive um, where he sort of flipped that on his head this year. Um, unless mm-hmm. you want to call playing his starters in a meaningless game aggressive.
0: Well, it was and it backfired.
1: It Well, it did in a sense that Mike Williams and Joey Bosa both got banged up. Justin Herbert yeah. took a few big hits. Now, none of them seem to be affected you know, over a prolonged basis, it looks like they're both going to play this weekend. But um, I think Staley avoided a huge, huge mistake there, um, and it was just yeah. pure, purely accidental. I don't know why you play your starters for three and a half quarters in a completely meaningless game. which you, would you lose? Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's not good for morale. He risked. The starters getting injured. I don't know. Um, and then if you want to look at the roster, ju- you've got Justin Herbert. He's one of the best young quarterbacks. He's playing with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. And the defense has been playing pretty good as of late. And Trevor Lawrence is playing with Travis Etienne, who looks pretty class now, in fairness. Um, yeah, good connection there coming from college as well. Yeah. And Travis Etienne is um, complemented by Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and then also a good defense. But you might have noticed that the skilled position players there for Jacksonville isn't quite on par with the uh, the Chargers. It's a tough game. No, though. it's a tough game to call.
0: Um, um, uh, look, I would I would fall back to something I've said several times throughout the season. Go. Chargers will always let you down. And, and, and that's kind of I don't know what point spread you have but I have, I have the, the Jags at plus one
1: yeah pick them yeah plus one
0: yeah pick them
1: so pick em. that's it is it's a coin flip game I don't think anybody if, if you I think if anybody feels too strongly either way they are biased because I don't think mm. you could reasonably say that one team should be massively favoured um, no even if I did outline that pretty big disparity between the skill position players there but even still we've seen the Chargers not hit the potential of what they should be and we've seen I don't know if we've seen the Jags overachieve I think Doug Peterson has really got them on the, uh, the straight and narrow um,
0: I think ultimately it's coaching is the difference there. I think maybe Doug Peterson is a better coach than Stanley I know we talked differently maybe the, last year the but.
1: difference from Urban Meyer to uh, to Doug Peterson, going from the number one overall pick last year to making the playoffs, and roster being much the same, Trayvon Walker hasn't had a, you know, a a blowaway year. He's he's not really in the conversation for def- defensive rookie of the year. So you can't say it's like a, a legendary draft class like the 2017 Saints that powered mm-hmm. them there. Um, I think a lot of it is coaching. I think it's a great example, a great example, of the difference a good coach can make. Um, still a tough game to to call. I think you're Erin on the side of the the Jacks Jags.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, but like I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go either way. As I said, it is a coin flip. I just, I just have a good feeling about Jacksonville, and a lot will be made about the fact that it's Boatman's first playoff performance, but. Trevor Lawrence has a lot of playoff experience just not yet in the NFL. High, high achiever at high school level, high achiever at collegiate level. I think that has to count for something.
1: You're giving him the advantage of the playoff experience.
0: Mm. Of the of the inexper- of the unexperienced playoff players. Yes. I think he is more experienced. Okay.
1: I'd sense. like um uh, sorry to talk about it to our to our listeners, but obviously the year that Philadelphia Won the Super Bowl, uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville advanced to the AFC Championship game. So, I'm not particularly super stip- superstitious, but I want that to happen again, just to guarantee uh, the birds. <laughs> the birds Super Bowl.
0: Fair, fair. Um, sticking with the AFC in the first game on Sunday, six o'clock, January fifteenth. I mark Stadium, downtown Buffalo. The Dolphins at the Bills, another interdivisional matchup. Um, I have the Bills at a staggering 11 point favourites. Yeah, look, I suppose that's ultimately owing to Miami's kind of almost collapse. They obviously started the season 8 3, briefly leading the AFC East. Um, but they've had a lot of issues with Tua. He is, I, I think, pl- he is playing this weekend. It may be a reincarnation of weekend at Bernie's, but he will be under center. I think he, he's listed as questionable, but okay. I do think he will be under center. And just, I like just.
1: I think there's a chance we see Teddy start this game, and two, might come on Johnny United style, um, but. I think it's a long shot for the the dolphins to upset here. I think.
0: Yeah, um, the went the weather has turned um little snowfall forecast for Saturday, followed by freezing temperatures on Sunday. Um, I think the, the figure I have here is thirty degrees or colder. That's obviously Fahrenheit, so I'm not too sure what that works out as, but I don't think that's too favorable for a side how from, many from Fahrenheit's did you say 30 or less
1: 32 Fahrenheit is zero degrees celsius so it's
0: minus one yeah. at least minus one so it'll be freezing something like that uh, yeah look it's possible um but i think to uh raheem moser is obviously battling a thumb injury
1: It's a tough Maybe one to Jeff call. Wilson Jr. Or Tyreek obviously got banged um, up in the, the game as well.
0: Yeah, we should be good to go. Um yeah, look I think I think there's a chance to a starts and I think he plays it tight. But I think if it's if it's Skylar Thompson under centre, I think that could jump to minus fifteen in favour of the build.
1: I love a good under, underdog story. I just don't see it happening here. See it uh, here. It's, see it in the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one, speaking of, the Giants travel to Minnesota. They have a rematch of their, their uh, close close game that Minnesota only won by a field goal earlier in the season. The Vikings are three-point favorites. Um, it's the matchup everybody wanted. Danny Dimes versus... Kirby
0: Cousins
1: yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I think Yeah. I think Daniel Jones has had the more impressive year despite Kirk Cousins team record I think and maybe that's just because Daniel Jones has exceeded greatly exceeded the expectations of his team which were admittedly low um, and Kirk Cousins has had some pretty gaudy games, uh, particularly feeding Justin Jefferson. But I think here, I, I'm not sure. Kirby, look, he certainly has the playoff experience, so you have to tip that advantage to him. And um, we've got the uh, another matchup of rookie head coaches Kevin O'Connell and Brian Dable. And. Um, both rookie coaches, both in coach of the year consideration. I think, I think Kevin O'Connell's probably a top five coach of the year candidate, but Brian Dable might be in top two. Um, yeah, but it's it's hard D'Abel. to pick either of them as having the edge there. I think. Um,
0: Brian, no, I think call it what it is. The Vikings have home field advantage. They they are the favorites going into this. They a better record. They the more obvious talent at roster level the the only equalizer in this is it's kirk cousins in prime time and that's it's called a spade a spade if kirk cousins didn't have the record he had i think the money line would be similar to the buffalo bills i think it would be 10 points i think it would be 11 points but it's kirk cousins in prime time and that's what brings down the money line i think i don't know what you have but i have the vikings is three point favorites
1: three points yeah
0: that's ludicrous
1: um, I think that might be reflected in that obviously the Vikings played their starters last week mm. um, Garrett Bradbury and Brian O'Neill the centre and, and left guard I think Brian O'Neill is uh, both unlikely to play this weekend Dalvin Cook suffered an injury I know he came back into the game but even still you have to note that and, and consider it Um. meanwhile the Giants rested all of their starters worth mentioning. Saquon, Andrew Thomas, Danny Dimes, Aziz O'Gillari, Leonard Williams, Dory Jackson, John Feliciano, and Dexter Lawrence all has ha- have mm. had a bye week. That's a big deal. Um a lot of some people don't put a lot of stock into you know, the professional athletes, they'll be ready. But the body the body knows, and that's a big advantage for New York. Um
0: yeah, I just I'm backing the Giants for the upset. I don't know if if I haven't already made that clear. I'd like to make it clear right now. It would be an upset, but it, a predictable upset. I think. I think. I don't think I'm.
1: I think there's a lot of backing I mean, a hot behind take. the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I would agree with you. It gives me pause that a lot of people seem to be taking the underdog here. Um, mm. But I just feel that. There is, there is a little something about the Giants. A little something. There's not a little something. There's a big something.
0: Yeah, there's a little... Yeah, it's Big Brian. Yeah. Big Brian. Um, yeah, and look, the Vikings, even pre-Kirk Cousins, don't have a great record of against choking in the playoffs. Um, I know they obviously have the Minneapolis miracle, but that wasn't with Kirk Cousins. But prior to that, they've they've had some disastrous luck in NFC Championship games and missed field goals and yeah um, but yeah look um, moving on to the the prime time slot on Monday or Sunday evening for the American viewer for the Irish viewer it's 1.15 Monday the 16th of January Paul Brown Stadium Cincinnati, Ohio the Bengals welcome the Ravens to town Not great, obviously they they played last week. Look the big thing is is Lamar Jackson gonna play? It's it's a very strange situation. There's I suppose Lamar was week to week maybe four weeks ago. Yeah. There's significant concern that Lamar Jackson may have already played his final game in Baltimore. Um how true that is, I don't know, but it is a topic of conversion on Your American shows, like the co Cohard show, first things first, not to help people doing the the opposition. Yeah, Yeah, well, I went to the opposition, Um, different leagues maybe, but it is a significant point of conjecture. And I do feel that if Lamar doesn't play, that point spread of Bengals being six and a half point favourites is going to spread. They're at home. I know I have a small sample size but I think Joe Burrow in the playoffs he's that caliber or yeah. genre of athlete that's just a different beast. Um, his, ex- his conference levels are supreme. Regardless he backs it up but I just think come playoff time he just has an additional gear um, that few have. Um, potentially Tom Few other athletes that have it, different sports and stuff like that. But I just think in this early stage in his career, I, I believe he has that. Um, I could be proven wrong, but yeah, I just think the, the Ravens again enter a postseason beat up um, at their most important position as well. There's a few other knocks, and I think Dobbins is kind of picking something uh, as kind of minor knocks and stuff like that. The big thing for us since he is. T Higgins, did he pick up a bad knock last week? I have a feeling he picked up a, a bad knock towards the latter stages of the game. Could be wrong. Could be. I under I think you're right.
1: I think you're right. Um, I remember. I think it was Chris Collins worth announcing the game. Um, mm-hmm. he was involved in an injury, and they drew attention to the fact that he was involved in the Damar Hamlin injury. So mm, I think yes, right. now yes, I
0: said it was a it was a bad one it was a bad week for him um, look I, I, I think I think since he might make the, the Super Bowl so for me to turn around and say yeah, I don't know what the Ravens have a chance for yeah, I'm, I'm not lying to you I'm lying to myself um,
1: look man I, I don't think people come here for you know insight or some careful analysis the Ravens aren't the same team with, no. without Lamar. Yeah. um if Tyler Huntley is quarterback in that team. If Anthony Brown is quarterback in that team, I know you say never write a team off, you know any given Sunday or mm. all of that jazz. I I can't see the Ravens having a chance against the Bengals against Joe Burrow unless Lamar Jackson plays. Um, and look, you you might be right. Maybe Lamar is conserving him, himself and his health. Um, for contract talks on the off uh, during the off season. Um, uh, I don't know, I, I don't like that strategy. Um, yeah. I think Lamar, it's in his interest to play this game and to try and win this game. I think if he wins this game, upsetting one of the Super Bowl favorites, I think he'll inflate his value. I think that's yeah. the way to go. Though, of course, it's not my health on the line. I hope Lamar plays. It'll be a, yeah, an infinitely more interesting game if Lamar plays. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, Bengals all day, every day. The last game on the slate is uh, the Cowboys traveling to Tampa Bay. Dak versus the Goat, as I know you call him. Yes. Um both teams Despite lost much it pains me I can't <laughs> Fox. Uh, both teams lost in week 18 but I think Dallas suffered the more demoralizing loss it was a starters in all game similar to the Chargers but the the Cowboys at no point were competitive and um, I suppose the most competitive they were was at the the very 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 start of the game when it was zero zero 0 from there, it just went downhill. Um, obviously, Tom Brady's got a massive advantage when you look at playoff experience. <laughs> I think I think there's uh, exactly zero people on the planet that could hold that advantage over him. I think people... I know people have written off Tampa Bay all season, but I don't think you can write off Tom Brady in the playoffs.
0: He's, to be fair... To be fair, I think a lot yes. of people had written off Tampa reaching the playoffs. But I think everyone fair was an acknowledge that if, that's they, a good if point. they made the playoffs, that was a side you'd be keen to avoid. Um, it's probably part of the reason why I, I'm backing the Giants. Because if the Vikings win, we will be playing Tampa Bay. But if the Giants win, they will be the lowest seed. And that's who we will be playing as the one seed. So maybe maybe there's, there is a bit of uh, desire there to avoid both of these sides, but uh, yeah, look, yeah. the issues are undeniable for for the Cowboys. Dak missed five games and he's tied joint uh, interceptions. Mm. If if he had played those five games in NFL I'd history, be,
1: first player to to be tied for interceptions and and have missed five games. Um, so, yeah. I have to say the vibes aren't great with Dallas at the moment. Obviously, five weeks ago, they beat the Colts fifty-four to nineteen. Since then, they played very close to the Texans. They lost to the Jaguars. They beat Gar- uh, Gardner Minshew barely, um, and they had that sort of ugly win over the Titans before final- or losing to the Commanders. Who so
0: who were quarterbacked by Dobbs? Is what yes We're a third stringer in dubs
1: it's um it's it's not good vibes there for for dallas i think mike mccarthy was having quite a good season but when your team is trending downwards it seems going into the playoffs it's um it's it's concerning to say the least uh, another another note that was actually very interesting Credit to Jason Garrett. I don't know if you heard this. The Cowboys are one and four when playing on grass, real grass in stadiums this year. Obviously, they play on turf in uh, Jerry World and ATC. Jerry World. Yeah, so yeah. he credits their defense being snappier, faster moving on turf, um, and more sluggish on grass. And that's showed uh, with their one and four record. It's interesting. I don't know how how much of an impact it has or if we're missing certain context there but it's it's an interesting I think the conjecture
0: could be when those games are played because I think irregardless home and away games towards the back end of the season that defence has not been as frightening as it was in the early in the opening stands of the season because that, that defence was horrifying um especially say the Cooper Rush games and stuff like that it was the defence alone that was winning those games it has slowed significantly um, maybe that's a byproduct of playing a, a, a bunch of away games on grass in the back end of the season but I just I do think that's the, that's the key concern for me Micah doesn't look Micah doesn't look the player he did um, no, in the last three or four weeks
1: I think early in the season or mid season he suffered some sort of groin injury and then he's been dealing with a, a hand injury Um. I think the or Dallas will should be getting a couple of players back from injury, mm-hmm. Layton Van Vendorish, Jonathan Hankins, and Tyler Biatish. Um so that might they might be coming back just when Dallas needs the most. Um I think Dak and CeeDee Lamb will have to play outstandingly to win this game.
0: Dak will um, have to target C D Lamb. I think is the the big issue.
1: I think I think if Noah Brown targets. gets as many targets as CD Lamb, the Cowboys mm-hmm. don't win this game. It's a uh, mm. it's a tough one. I think the the spread I had was two and a half points Dallas favorites on the road. I think here I'm gonna have to take Tampa.
0: Yeah, I think
1: I take them to win. Just the vibes of the, what's the and being a cowboy the, hater, obviously.
0: What's the odds on Bane arriving at the stadium at
1: halftime?
0: Um, Do us all uh, a favor.
1: Don't think it's on the board at the moment, but
0: uh, okay. If you can get the odds on that, come back to me. Um, Not my job. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I think I think I backed Tom in this too, only because of how poor the Cowboys have looked. Yeah. Like they, they would have been better starting their second team against the Commanders and lose, um. But ultimately, it, it's the embarrassment of that loss it was an absolute egg they dropped. Um.
1: I think they've yes, a I big cornerback problem opposite Trayvon Diggs. Mm. Yeah, and so they're gonna have to to defend Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. They both over have over a thousand yards on the season. You know, Mixon, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, I know they've not been as, maybe as impactful as they uh, they envisaged. Um, I know Tampa has a pretty pitiful rush attack. I think they're the worst in the league. Mm. Um, But uh, I think we'll see Tom Brady attack opposite Trayvon Diggs.
0: I know, sometimes Trayvon can be a bit of a an all or nothing. Egan bite. I think Eganbite. Yeah, I think. That could suit Tom too. Um yeah, so I suppose to wrap it up, Seahawks 49ers. he you backing?
1: Um we're just doing to win. I'm gonna have to take the yeah. 49ers.
0: Chargers, Jags.
1: Um Again, it's a coin flip game. I'm gonna take the Jags.
0: Dolphins Bills, Bills. Giants Vikings.
1: It's a little bit disrespectful, um, or maybe a lot disrespectful, but I'm gonna take the Giants.
0: Ravens Bengals.
1: I wish this game was just closer, and Lamar would play, but at the moment, it's gotta be Cincy.
0: And Cowboys Books.
1: Again, I'm going off vibes and I think Dallas's vibes are worse, so I'm gonna take Tampa Tom. I think we're similar in our, our picks, are we?
0: I think we're we're buying on the money. We're I think there we're we saying go. the only away victory, the only road victory is, is coming to King Brian Dable, uh who we probably we overvalue to be fair. We do but
1: look I think that's we do.
0: We definitely overvalue. But look, it's all about this, the big boy King. Um, yeah, look, I think that's all from me. Um, it's probably been a bit, it's probably been a bit laissez-faire this evening, and I, I like and I enjoy that. It's it's good to break out of the structure.
1: We're we're being merciful to our to our listeners by ending it just a little bit early.
0: That and Mikhail is uh, taking a, taking a, a few weeks off for. Orton uh, a
1: leave of absence, a forced leave of absence.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all from me.
1: That's all from me.
0: Thank you. And good news. 17, 16, 15.
1: See, they have to go deep into the end zone. We better put some people in the end zone, right, Joe? That's exactly right. I mean, Get there's nobody there. inside the 10. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line two receivers left and right, McCown takes the snap, he steps up, he's all by himself,
0: fires into the end zone, caught, touchdown,
1: no, no, the Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs.